Hey friends, what up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying the few tests, Daf 19, friends. Today we're studying uh, about Tumah and Tara. Uh, about, you know, what if you didn't have Kavana when you went to the Mikveh? Does it work? Does it not work? Interesting stuff. Um, I apologize for the background noise. I think my brother might be washing his belt buckle in the washing machine. Or rocks or something. Uh, yeah, so I apologize for the background noise. I think it's almost done, but then what happens is once it's done, it starts beeping, uh, which is a little bit of a problem. So, uh, okay, but friends, we'll figure it out. We're gonna go weiter. So, uh, alright, so we're gonna start off Yurches on the base, about five lines from the bottom. Alright, so you have a fellow, he's washing his hands. Kola Kavor. Niskavin Yodov Tehoris, Lo Niskavin Yodov Tameis. Hmm. Alright. So if he has Kavana, intention to be washing his hands, well then they become pure. If he didn't have intention, I guess to purify his hands when he's washing his hands, so then his hands remain impure. Alright, what do you want me to tell you? Similarly, a fellow who sticks his hands into a 40 saw of uh, a mikveh. Right? He sticks his hands into the mikveh. Um, oh, okay, the, the washing machine just stopped, which I think might mean it's going to go into beeping mode in a minute, which means i got to go turn it off. But after that, we should probably be distraction-free until they come back to collect the belt buckle. Uh, let's go weiter. So, um, alright. So, uh, right, so back to the program. Oh, okay. Uh, Similarly, a fellow who sticks his hands into a mikveh. So, niskaven yodav tehoris. So, if he has kavone to purify his hands, then his hands become pure. Lo niskaven yodav tameis. And if he didn't have intention, so then his hands are, uh, remain impure. Frak the Gemara, Vilatanya, but one second, we learn in a Bryce, a Beniskavin, Ben Lonaskavin, Yodav Tahoris. But friends, we have a Bryce that says that whether he had intention, whether he didn't have intention, his hands are pure. Oi, vavoy. Friends, what do we do? On the one hand, we have a Bryce saying that if you have, if you have Kavana, so then your hands are pure. If you don't have Kavana, if you don't have intention, so your hands remain impure. We have another Bryce that says, whether you have intention, whether you don't have intention, it works. Friends, what do we do? Don't worry about it. All good. So it depends. Are we talking about Chulin or are we talking about Meister Shani? Right? And just to clarify, in case it wasn't clear yesterday, Whenever it's talking about Meiser over here, it's talking about Meiser Shani. Friends, the laundry machine is, the washing machine is calling. I will be right back. Okay, I'm back. And the truth is, now I'm kind of curious if it was a belt buckle or if it was rocks. What do you guys think? Should we take a poll? Do you think my brother put a belt in the washing machine? Or do you think that he put rocks in the washing machine? Let us know on WhatsApp. <laughs> All right, let's go weiter. Um, fine. So, so, so whenever we say that um, Meiser right now, 
So we're talking about Meiser Shani, right, as opposed to Meiser Rishon, right? We're not talking about the 10% of the field that goes to the Levi. We're talking about the 10% that you take to Jerusalem and eat there. So now, so we're saying, so it depends, right? We learned about different levels of Tumah yesterday, right? We talked about Chulin, Meiser Shani, Truma, Kodshim, and Mechatos. So there's a distinction. So if we're talking about Chulin, so then um, um, whether you have Kavana, whether you don't have Kavana, it works. If we're talking about Meister Shani, so then you have to have Kavana. If you have Kavana, it works. If you don't have Kavana, it doesn't work. And how do I know that Chulin does not require Kavana? That even if you don't have intention, your hands become pure. The Tanan is Bitaka learning a Mishnah Gal. A wave. Friends, you hear this? Push it. You're, you're, you're going to the beach. Alright. And, uh, there's a big, big wave. Uh, what's that called? Like that the surfers like to go in? A, a barrel wave or something like that? And there's push it. The, you know, there's, there's, the, there's the roof of the wave. And then there's where it comes crashing down the head of the wave. Maybe some of the chevra in California can uh, can maybe give us more details, but uh, we can use this as a as a basis. Um, anyway, so a wave, gal shenitlosh. So you have poshit a wave, v'arboyim soya, and the wave contains forty saw. Forty saw, of course, is enough for a mikvah. V'nafal ala adam v'alakelim, and the wave crashed down on humans and right on a fellow. On vessels, tihorin. Well, they just got a mikvah treatment, right? Right. The, they didn't have to go to the mikvah. The mikvah came to them. <laughs> right. The, oh, that's nice. All of a sudden, you look up, a mikvah crashes down on you. Pure tahor, problem solved. All right. So new. No, so we're saying katani adam do mitikelim. So we mentioned in the same breath, people and vessels. So just like vessels obviously don't have any kavana, they're just they're inanimate objects. So also we're saying that the fellow, also even though he didn't have any intention to become pure, he remains pure. Okay. What? 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 I'm sorry. Even though he didn't have any intention to to become pure, he nonetheless becomes pure. Right. Meaning just like the vessels don't have to have any intention, the fellow also doesn't have any intention. Doesn't have to have any intention. And he nonetheless remains pure. It's very cool. I mean, these Gemaras, uh, for a long time already, we've been learning Masechtas that requires a different type of energy to study the pages, right? This already we have to work through slower. Maybe the, the Gemara is getting us ready for, for Yavamis. Who knows? But it's just a different kind of experience. Like, yeah, you just got to go slower, but the pages are smaller. You know, it's like you have like, you know, Tynus and Megillah, Moid Kain, big, big pages. You know, the content isn't necessarily as slow. You, you know, you got to move fast, especially if you plan to get through it in a timely manner. You got to move on those big pages. Over here, there's less content, but, you know, it's, it's slower, slower moving, which is kind of nice. I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't know. I feel like I'm more engaged with this kind of content. The big pages, you just, you gotta hustle, you know, it's, it's exhausting. But this, whatever, you work through. What do you want me to tell you? Let's go weiter. So, I'm repeating. Umi mai. 
Correct the Gemara. How do we know that that is the correct conclusion? Duma, perhaps. That maybe it's talking about a situation where there was intention. Maybe this fellow was sitting there and waiting. When is the wave going to come crashing down on me because I have to become pure? So maybe he did have intention. And then we'll compare vessels to people. That just like the fellow has intention, has kavone, so also the uh, vessels, right, you have intention that they should become pure. Vichitema biyoshev umitsape, and if you're going to suggest, but wait a second, if we're just saying that the fellow is sitting there waiting for the wave to come crashing down on him, so my lemeimer, so then what's the big deal? Right? Meaning, if you're going to suggest, why do I need to teach about that case? Okay, so you have a fellow, he intends to go to the mikvah, the wave comes crashing down on him, 40 saw, the mikvah comes to him, crash, he has intention to become pure, he becomes pure, great, so it was a fancy mikvah, it was a wave. But still, what's the big chiddush? You have a fellow, he was impure, wants to become pure, essentially, he goes to the mikvah, whether it's a pool, whether it's a wave, who cares? So what's the big chiddush? So Sakadati Khamina, I may have thought to say Ligzer Dilma Osilimitbo Bechardalis Shell Gishoman. Well, I might think that well if you let him if if the if the wave counts as a mikvah, so then maybe I would say that a a torrent of water, right? If you're on a I guess a mountain and like a torrent of water runs down that would not work as a mikvah. So I might think, well, if a wave crashes down on me, that works. Well, then maybe also a torrent of water works. So I might think that it's a problem. So that is what we are learning, that um, if a wave comes, cr- da- comes crashing down on a fellow and he has intention to become pure, he does become pure, even though, you know, maybe if it was a torrent, he would not become pure. Inami, or else... Nigzor Roshan Atu Kefin. Or we might think that, well, when we should say that when the wave comes crashing down on me, it should not work because, you know, if, if the way, you know, if the head of the wave comes crashing down on me, if I say that that would work, then I might also think that the roof of the wave, right? If you think of a wave and it's like creating like a barrel or something, so then there's like a roof to it. And I might think that, you know, if I stick up my hand or something and put a vessel in there, that that would work. But it doesn't work because you can't go to the mikvah and you can't purify something in the middle of the air. So therefore, I might think that um, you would not be able to use the head of the wave since you're not allowed to use the roof of the wave. So, Kamash Mulan, that is the Chiddush in both of those cases. Kielu, that we're not concerned about the torrent. We're not concerned about the roof either. And we're saying that uh, if a wave comes crashing down on a fellow and it has 40 saw of water, so then uh, he would become pure, uh, but he would have to have intention. So then how do we know that you can, um, that, 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 that you can uh, become pure even if you do not have intention? 
So, oh, I'm sorry. So, Kamash Milan, Diloga Zrinun. Fine, then we don't make any of these Gazeras, and you can, and you can. Oh, wow. There's actually a lot more here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Fine. So, Kamash Milan, Diloga Zrinun. Fine. So, we don't, we don't, um, we don't make a Gazera against the wave, and you're, you know, if the wave comes down, crashing down on you, and you have intention to become pure, you become pure. Now, and how do we know that you're not allowed to become pure by the roof of the wave? That it would have to be the head of the wave that comes crashing down. And you, Detanias, we learn in Abraisa, that you can uh, go to the mikvah in the head of the wave. If it comes crashing down on you, that works. But it would not work if we're talking about the roof of the wave. Because we don't go to the mikvah in the right we don't tovel in the in midair right the roof is like suspended in midair it's not it's not you know like uh, resting on anything and therefore and therefore right it's in midair and, and that and that doesn't work we don't go to the mikvah in midair all right that's good to know no going to the mikvah in midair very interesting stuff all right zel so now zel fine so what did we see so we saw that if a wave comes crashing down on you and it has 40 saw of water, it could work to purify you, but you would have to have intention to become pure. Now, Elameha, so then how do we know that you don't have to have intention? Fine, so that price, uh, you know, doesn't teach us necessarily that you, you know, do not have to have intention, right? Uh, because we said that maybe somewhere where he's, Davka did have intention. So then how do we know that you don't have to have intention? Elameha, did Tanan, that which we learn in the Mishnah, Paris, if you have fruits, okay, so you have a stream of water, and some fruits fell into that stream. Okay, so if you have uh, fruits that fell into a stream of water. I'm going to read that again. Ufashat So now you have a fellow that his hands are tome. All right. And he sticks his hands into the stream. Unitalon. And he chopped the fruits out of the stream. Yodav So two things then happen. Right. So you have a guy. You have fruits. The fruits fell into the water. You have a guy. His hands are tame. Okay. He sticks his hands into the water in order to remove the fruits. So we say, Yod of Tehoris, his hands now become Tahor. Uferis einen bichiyutan. However, at the same time, the fruits are not bichiyutan. Who can tell me what that means? What's, what, 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 what's kiyutan? Kiyutan is how we learn, right? It says kiyutan. What, what, what does the Pasuk say? It says, that when water gets on a seed, and then nevela falls on it, it becomes tummy, right? So, in, right, we've learned this before, that in order for something to be able to become tummy, so it has to have come in contact with water, right? So if you have, let's say, wheat, and you harvest the wheat, and then a dead chariot falls on the wheat, the wheat remains tahor because no water has gotten on the wheat. It doesn't count when it's connected to the ground, right? It doesn't count that it got wet when it rained out and it was still growing. Meaning once you've detached it from the ground, if no water has gotten on it, so even if a dead sherets falls on it, it remains tahor. 
once water, it comes in contact with water, so then it is muhshur, the kabotoma, it is able to then subsequently become tummy, and if then a dead sheritz falls on it, it becomes tummy. So now, um, you have this fruit, the fruit fell into the water. So if it fell into the water, it becomes muhshur, the kabotoma, it becomes able to receive tumma. However, in order for it to be able to become tummy, you have to, it has to be uh, beneficial to you. Right, you have to, it has to be in the context of, 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 of you provide, getting benefit. Now, in this case where your hands are tame, and you stuck your hands into the water simply to remove the fruit, but you didn't have any particular intention for any kind of benefit, so we're saying that his hands nonetheless become tahor, but the fruit is not considered moksha the kabutuma. Let's go weiter for a second. But if he Specifically, put his hands into the water in order to wash his hands. Yod of tahoris. So then, his hands are tahor. Ve'aperis harein mechiyutan. And at this point, the fruits are muhsher lekabutuma because he got benefit from it. Right? Meaning, he put his hands into the water not simply to remove the fruit, but because he wanted to wash his hands. And since he wanted to wash his hands, he got benefit by putting his hands in the water. And therefore, the fruits, which became wet in the context of him getting his benefit, so they become mukhshul kabutuma. But in the first case, where he didn't have any particular intention, he just sticks his hands into the water to take out the fruit. So the fruit does not um, become mukhshul kabutuma. But here's the important point. His hands, even though he did not have any intention, nonetheless become tahor. So we see that in order... Right, in order for uh, putting your hands, right, for washing your hands to work, um, for chulin, you would not need to have any kavona, as we saw in this brisa. Right, he just stuck his hands to chap to chaparain the fruit, and nonetheless, um, his hands remain, his hands become tahor, even though he didn't have any particular intention to become tahor. All right, I feel like that's how you know that the gemara is getting more more intense. Maybe if I'm saying the word chaparain. I feel like chaparain is a word that kind of comes up a lot in the context of, uh, of, uh, of, of like intense Gemara. Cause you got a chaparain this, you got a chaparain that. Ruven chapsarain, Shimon chapsarain. Eisve. Rabba l'rev nachman. Ua. So now things are getting heated. So, Rabba asakasha to rev nachman. What did rev nachman say? Rev nachman said, right, cause we had started off the daf, by saying that, one second, we have one b'risa that says that you have to have kavana. We have another b'risa that says you don't have to have kavana when you wash your hands. So, Rav Nachman says, no problem. You have to have kavana if we're talking about Meister Sheni. You don't have to have kavana if we're talking about Chulin. If a fellow um, uh, goes to the mikvah, for um, uh, with the intention for chulin, right? So he goes to the mikvah for chulin. He has the intention when he goes to the mikvah to be going to the mikvah for chulin. Also, the miser, well, then he's not allowed to consume miser sheni because he didn't have intention for miser sheni. The Gemara wants so Rabbah wants to argue to Rav Nachman. in, right? So, so we're saying he specifically needs to have kavon. And in that case, it works for Meister Lo, but if he didn't have intention, I'm sorry, for, 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 for Chulin, right? Meaning, we said, in. if he specifically had intention for Chulin, so then it works for Chulin. Lo, Lo, implying that if he didn't have intention for Chulin, then going to the, right, right, then, uh, uh, be, going to the Mikvah would not work for the Chulin. Lo, no, that's not true. This is 
what the Bryson is saying. Even though he had intention for Chulin, he's, it's still, it's only going to work for Chulin. It won't work for Meiser, Meiser Shani. So, but if he didn't have any intention at all, it would still work for Chulin. Continues the Gemara. Eisve, again, Rabbi asked the Kasha to have Nachman. Tovo v'lo Right, we saw in our Mishnah, right? That if a fellow goes to the uh, mikvah, but he doesn't have any intention to become pure, kilu lo tova. It's as if he did not go to the mikvah at all. So my lab, kilu lo tova klal. That sounds like he didn't go to the mikvah at all, right? Kilu, um, um, right? We're saying he went to the mikvah, he didn't have any intention. It's as if he didn't go to the mikvah at all. So we see that um, you actually do have to have kavana. Because they're saying that if you don't have kavana, it doesn't count for anything. No, not true. So Rav Nachman says, no, that's not true. What it means is that if a person goes to the mikveh without any kavono, so then it's as if he didn't go to the mikveh at all, vis-a-vis Meister Shani. But for Chulin, it would work. So Rabbah thought that Rav Nachman was just blowing him off. Right? I mean, Rabbi thought that when Rav Nachman said, no, it means that it doesn't work at all for Meister Shani, but it works for Chulin. Rabbi thought that Rav Nachman was just blowing them off. He went out and he checked and he found that if a person went to the mikvah and didn't have any kavana to become Torah, um, so he's not allowed to um, partake in Meister Shani, but he is allowed to um, it works for Chulin. So we see, um, so okay, so, so we see that Taka going to the mikvah without Kavana would work for Chulin. Amr Belazer says a Belazer. Toval ve'olo, oh, so you have a fellow, he goes to the mikveh and he goes out of the mikveh. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. It's very good. Go into the mikveh, go out of the mikveh. Machzik atzmo, so at that point, he could have kavana for anything that he wants. Okay, so Belozer says that a fellow goes to the mikvah and he didn't uh, have any particular kavana when he went to the mikvah, but then afterwards, he can have kavana for whatever he wants. Whatever, he can retroactively have kavana once he gets out of the mikvah. Mesa, we have a kasha. Raglo Achaz Bamoyim. We have a Brisa that says that one second. If he still has one leg in the water, that he hasn't completely left the water, Well, in that case, let's say he went to the mikvah and his intention was for Chulin. And he didn't entirely leave the mikvah yet, he still had one foot in, and he said and he says, you know what? Actually, rather scratch the Chulin thing. Let's bump it up a notch. Let's let, let, let's kick it up a notch. I want to go to the mikvah for my Sershani also. So that's fine. Right again. If he still has one foot in the water. Well then even if he had intention for something more uh, uh, lenient initially. Like Chulin. He could still change his mind at that point. That he actually has intention for something more stringent like my Sershani. Allah, but once he gets out of the mikvah, shuv, eno, machzik, well, at that point, it's too late. 
At that point, it's too late. You can't have any kavana after the fact, my love. So that sounds like once you get out of the mikvah, so you can't, it's too late. You can't have any kavana. So how could Rabbi Lazar say that when he goes to the mikvah, he gets out of the mikvah, he could then have the kavana. We seem to be saying that, look, if you still have one foot in the, in the mikvah, so fine, you could change your mind. But once you get out of the mikvah, you can't have any kavana at that point. That's what the Bryce seems to be saying. Lo, the Gemara says, no, Odeyu, that if he's still got a foot in the mikveh, so, so even though he initially had kavana for something more lenient, he could then change his mind to be for something more stringent. But Allah, but once he gets out of the mikveh, so once he gets out of the mikveh, so now it depends. If he did not have any kavan at all when he was in the mikvah, like Rabbi Lazar is saying, machzik. Well, then after the fact, he can have kavana and change that. But if he had kavana for something more lenient, so then he cannot change it to have kavana for something more stringent. So we see that in a situation where he went into the mikvah, so Rabbi Lazar is saying, in a situation where he went into the mikvah and he did not have any kavana at all to become tar for anything, well, then when he gets out of the mikveh, he can retroactively say, you know what, I want that tefillah to work for truma. Now, if he went into the mikveh and he had kavana for, let's say, chulin, so then if he still has a, at least a foot in the mikveh, so then he could change his mind for Meister Shani, truma, whatever it is. Once he gets out of that mikveh, if he had kavana for chulin, well, then he can no longer change his mind for it to be, let's say, for Meister Shani. Right, then it's too late. So again, if he didn't have any kavana at all, he could change it after the fact. If he had kavana for already something in the mikvah, so then he cannot change it after the fact. He can only change it while he at least still has one foot in the water. Friends, this is really fun stuff. Let's go weiter. Man Tana. So who is the Tana who says the following? Friends, you listening? Odeyu raglo achaz So if he still has one foot in the mikvah, Omer, I'm sorry. So Montana Odeu Raglu Achas right? So who is the Tana who says that you know he, that as long as he still has one foot in the mikvah, so he could change his mind? So Omer Pedas Reb Yehuda says Reb Pedas. Well, that would be Reb Yehuda the Tananis we learn in the Mishnah mikveh or oh, oh, mikveh shenimdad. It was measured. Okay. V'yesh ba'abayim soya mechuvanos, and there is exactly forty. Soya. Exactly the measurement of a mikvah. V'yardu shnayim. And two people. Okay. Two people went into that mikvah. Alright. V'tavlu zeacharzeh. Ah, okay. One, one, one at a time. Which, uh, I mean, for people who, who are kind of involved in the mikvah culture, you, you'll know that uh, you can get a bunch of people in a mikvah, Lemaise. You can get a bunch of people in a mikvah, Lemaise. You can get a bunch of people in the mikvah, the Maise. You can get a bunch of people in there. So, says, so says the, uh, Gemara. So says the Mishnah. So, you have a mikveh, and it's, uh, 40 saya bidiyuk, bull. Viyardu shnaim, and two fellows went, vitavlu zeacharzeh, and they went to the mikveh first. Ruven went, then Shimon went. Right? Ruven went first, Shimon went second. Now, Harishin Torah Shani Tamei. Ruven is Torah. Shani, uh, Shimon remains 
Tame, because, well, the mikvah was exactly 40 saw. Once Ruvain goes into the mikvah and then leaves the mikvah and taking with him some of the water from the mikvah, you know, his hair gets wet, whatever it is, he's taking some of the water with him. So now there's no longer 40 saw in the mikvah. By the time Shimon goes, it's no longer a kosher mikvah because the minimum amount of water in a mikvah, as we've learned a few times, is 40 saw. Omar, Rabbi Yehuda, says Rabbi Yehuda, but if Ruvain's feet, right, if his foot was still touching the water, then even the second fellow remains Tahor. So we see that Rabbi Yehuda is mentioning this concept of your foot still being in the water. Amr of Nachman. Amr Now says of Nachman, in the name of his Rabbi Rabbi Baravua, in explaining this uh, Mishnah, Machlokes b'maylos that the Machlokes over here is specifically by the um, by by Tuma derabonon, by Tuma derabonon, right? There are certain Tumas that are derabonon. So, for example, right, you have Epis, I don't know, Azov on his seventh day, he goes to Mikvah on day seven, and then he waits till the night. By that point, Midor rice is already Torah, right? Can he chum already? He's already Torah. However, Midor Abonim, we say that he can't eat Kodshim until he goes to the mikvah the next day. So that's Tumadur, that's an example of Tumadur Abonim, right? So, says of Nachman in Rabbi Barbua that Reb Yehuda and the Chachamim argue by Tumah Midor Abonim, by Tumah Midor Abonim, that Reb Yehuda says that as long as there's one foot, in the mikvah, then, um, you know, Shimon is Tahor. The rabbis say, no, even by Tumad Rabbonon, it does, uh, you know, Shimon is going to be Tomei. Aval betumad, aval, mitumad taira, tivakol, hashemi, hasheni Tomei. But, we're talking about Tumad Mida Oraisa, right? When a person is Tomei Mida Oraisa and he needs to become Tahor, so then even Rabbi Yehuda would say that, uh, and even, even Rabbi Yehuda would say that uh, it doesn't matter if Reuven's foot is still in the mikvah, uh, Shimon would be uh, Tommy. V'hainu direb pidos. And this is like Rabbi Pidas said, right? What did Rabbi Pidas say? Rabbi Pidas had said that, 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 what was it, a brysa, right? That that brysa that says that if you have a fellow who is in the mikveh, and he had intention for chulin, so as long as one foot is still in the mikvah, he could then change his mind that it should be for Maeser Sheni, right? So we said that that is specifically the opinion of Reb Yehuda, right, said that that's specifically the opinion of Reb Yehuda. Now, this whole concept of chulin and Maeser Sheni and Truma, like these levels of like one thing sort of being on a higher level than the next is all Midorabon, right? Midoraisa, things are either Tami or things are Tahor. But the concept, this concept of you know, Maeser Sheni being more sort of stringent than Chulin and Truma being more stringent than Maeser Sheni. This whole hierarchy is Midrabon. And therefore, if, um, so Reb Pidas is saying that this Brisa that says that, well, if you had Kavana for Chulin, so then, um, you know, uh, um, uh, as long as one foot's in the water, he could change his mind for Maeser Sheni. That whole hierarchy is Midrabon. And Reb Pidas is saying that that's specifically Reb Yehuda's opinion. So, and now we're saying 
that if you have Reuven and Shimon went into the mikvah that was exactly 40 saw, and then we're saying that as long as Reuven's foot is still in the mikvah, so then Shimon is tahor, and we're saying that, um, that says Rabba, says of Nachum, the name of Rabba Baravua, that the rabbis are arguing on Rabbi Yehuda even by Dirabanans, which means that the rabbis say that, that, right, that Shimon remains Tomei, even if Reuven's foot is still in the water. And Rebuda says, no, as long as Reuven's foot is still in the water, Shimon is Tahor. So we see that Rebbe Yehuda, in the context of Dira Bonans, is saying that uh, one foot in the water makes a difference, but the rabbis argue and say that it doesn't work. So that's just like Rabbi Pidas was saying, that that concept of the foot in the water by Dira Bonans is specifically the opinion of Rebbe Yehuda. However, Ikeda Amr, there are those who say, Omer of Nachman, Omer Abba Baravua, Machlokes, that the machlokas between Rabbi Yehuda and, and the rabbis is actually even by Mida uh, Oraisas, by Tuma de Oraisa, that Rabbi Yehuda is still saying and maintaining that um, if he has one foot in the water, then um, then Shimon remains, uh, right, that Shimon becomes Tahor. But by Dirabonans, even the rabbis would agree like with Rabbi Yehuda that as long as as long as there's still a foot in the water, uh, you know, as long as Reuben still has a f- foot in the water, so then Shimon would be able to be w- 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 would be tahor or you know so w- w- yeah. So in, in that case, if we're saying that by Dirabonans, uh, Rabbi uh, Reb- Yehuda and the Chachamim agree. Well, in that case, when it comes to this. The, you know, a fellow going to the mikvah and having kavana for chulin, and we're saying if he still has one foot in the water, he could still have kavana, change it to have kavana for Meister Shani. Well, that's, all, that's talking about, right, these different levels, which are derabanon, and we're saying that if, by derabanons, the rabbis agree with, with Rabbi Yehuda, that, uh, the foot in the water counts. Well, in that case, the, uh, Brisa, which talks about a fellow going into the mikvah and still having his foot in the water, he could change his mind, so that could also be the rabbis as well, not just Rabbi Yehuda, and Ufliga de Rapidas, and that of course would argue on Rapidas, because Rapidas says that, that Brisa, which talks about the guy who goes to the mikvah and uh, changing his kavana, that, Rapidas said that specifically Rabbi Yehuda, but if we say like this, Ika Ami of Rav Nachman, that the rabbis would agree with Rabbi Yehuda by their abonans, so then it could even be the rabbis, and that would argue on Reb Pidas. Omer Ula says, Ula, Baimine, Reb Yochanan. Ula says that he asked Reb Yochanan. What did he ask Reb Yochanan? The Reb Yehuda, Ma'u lahat bil machten vitsinorius birosho shall rishin. Friends, do you hear this, Shaila? I will read it again. Ula asked Reb Yochanan, the Reb Yehuda, according to Reb Yehuda, who said that, as long as you have one foot in the water, so then Shimon, right, as long as Ruvain still has one foot in the water, then Shimon would be able, would, would be Tahor, he'd be able to use that mikvah. So how come? Well, friends, we learned, we learned Ervin. We learned about good aches, right, a wall going down. So we wanted to say, we want to, I don't know, I mean, good aches is a, Halacha by Mechitzis, so I'm not exactly sure how good Achis would apply here, but anyways, the idea here is that you have, right, Ruvain gets out of the mikvah, he's got uh, some water on him, and we're going to say that according to Behuda, we could view it as though the water goes straight down back into the mikvah, and the water's still in the mikvah. And because we say good Achis, so we view it as if the water's still in the mikvah, and when Shimon therefore goes into the mikvah, he's going into a full mikvah, even though there's water on Ruvain's body, 
But because he still has one foot in the water, we view it as if the water on uh, Ruvain's body uh, goes straight back down into the mikveh, and you got a full mikveh, and Shimon is going to the mikveh in a full mikveh. So that's good aches. Now, of course, we know that the opposite, the inverse, is good asik, a wall going up. So now, so, so, so Ula asks Rabbi Yochan, and he says, look, clearly Rabbi Yudah says good aches, that, you know, we can view it as if the water goes down into the mikveh. But now, what if you want to um, be tovel uh, um, um, uh, needles and uh, spinning forks? Birosho shall rishin on the head of Reuven. You hear that? Reuven goes to the mikveh, and now he's still got a foot in the mikveh, and his hair is wet, and now you want to take some needles and 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 little forks and stuff and put it on Ruvain's head, do we say that the water of the mikvah goes up to his head and now it's like we're putting the the um, the uh, needles and stuff in the uh, in the mikvah waters. So good good do we say that um, while Rabbi Yehuda holds of good achis that the water goes down to the mikvah, maybe it does not hold that the water of the mikvah would go up to the needles. Odilma, or perhaps good asik nami isle. Maybe in addition to good achis, he also holds a good asik, and you'd be able to put the needles on his head and uh, have them have them become pure that way. Omerle, Yochanan says tnisua. What we learn in a brayso shalosh gamomius benochal. All right, let's you have like a a, a a canyon or something, and and there's like uh, like I don't know mountains going down to the canyon. And in the mountain, there are like three like holes or whatever in the mountain where, where, where water can accumulate. All right. So, you know, imagine going down the mountain. So you have, you know, one at the bottom, you know, one, three of these holes. One is the lowest one. One's the middle one. One's the top one. So, so you have an upper um, hole, a middle hole and a lower hole. The upper hole and the lower hole each contain 20 soya of water, which is half the amount necessary for a mikvah. But the middle hole can contain 40 soya of water. Okay, so now, and now there is a, a torrent of water that sort of is passing through all three of them. That sort of makes, in a sense, like a connection for all three of them. So now, Rabbi Yehuda Omer says, Rabbi Yehuda Meir Omer, that Rabbi Meir would say, that you could nonetheless go to the mikvah in the upper mikvah, right? You can go to the mikvah in the, in the upper hole, right? And, and the Chiddush being that, the, well, the upper hole only has 20 sa, which is too small. But apparently, Reb Meir seems to be saying that we that we could say good asik that while the middle hole has forty saw, which is a kosher mikvah, and we could say that good asik that it goes up to the upper hole, and even though the upper hole only has twenty saw, we could view it as if the waters, the forty saw from the middle hole, kind of went up to the upper hole, and you can even go to the mikvah in the upper hole. And the implication being that if Rabbi Yehuda says that he's quoting Rabbi Meir as saying that you can go to the mikvah in the, in the upper one, so the assumption being 
that Reb Yehuda agrees with Reb Meir, and therefore Reb Yehuda would say that we would say good asik as well, and that is essentially how Reb Meir is answering Ula's question, that yes, we would say good asik. Ve'atanya, but then Ula asks Reb Yochanan, but don't we learn in a bracer, Reb Yehuda Omer, Meir ha'yo Omer mat b'velyono, that Reb Meir would say that you can go to the mikvah in the upper hole, v'ani Omer v'tachtono, but I, Rabbi Yehuda, say that you can go to the mikveh in the lower one because we would say good aches, but not in the upper one because we would not say good asik. So according to this Bryce, it's pretty clear that Rabbi Yehuda holds only of good aches, not of good asik. And Rabbi Yochanan replies, well, if there's a Bryce, there's a Bryce. Can't argue with the Bryce. The Bryce says that Rabbi Yehuda says that we say Good aches, but not good asik. Well, then that is that. Continues the Mishnah. Atova lechulin v'uchzok lechulin v'chulei. So we said that if a fellow uh, goes to the mikvah and he has intention for chulin, so then it works for chulin. It does not work for meiser sheni. Now, money must nisin. Who is the author of our Mishnah that seems to be saying that that making a differentiation between uh, um, um, chulin and meiser, right? Because after all, we saw yesterday in a brisa that Rabbi Yehuda, that that Rabbi Meir seems to be saying that you don't need to wash your hands for chulin or for um, meiser, for meiser sheni, right? So, so Rabbi Meir seems to be making no distinction between um, chulin or meiser sheni. But the rabbis said that um, by meiser sheni. It would be uh, also right. You would have to you would have to wash your hands for Meister Shani. So money must need. So who is the author of our Mishnah who is saying that if you wash your hands for Chulin, if you go to the mikvah for Chulin, it doesn't work for Meister Shani? So Rabbanani the Shani Lu Ben Chulin the Meister. So that must be the rabbis who differentiate, distinguish between Chulin and Meister Shani. But Ema Seifa. But let me ask you a kasha. If we continue in the Mishnah, what does it say? Big the or it's Midrash Lefrushin. That the clothing, the garments of an Amaaretz are tame, you know, for a, somebody who's makpid to eat chulin in a state of purity. Big day prushin midras lochle truma. And the garments of a prushin, somebody who, who, who's makpid to eat chulin in a pure state. So his garments are, uh, become, are considered tame relative to somebody, right, for somebody who, 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 like a Kohen, who needs to make sure that he's eating truma in a state of purity. So we see that in the seifa, we go straight from prushin, or makbid on chulin, to people who are makbid on truma. We skip a step, i.e., we don't differentiate between chulin and meiser sheni. So I saw in the Reb Meir, so that sounds like Reb Meir, that he treats chulin and meiser sheni the same. So are we saying that the first part of the Mishnah is the rabbis um, who are distinguishing between Chulin and Meister Shani, and the second part of the Mishnah is Reb Meir, who doesn't distinguish. So in, Reish Rabban of Asef Reb Meir. That's correct. The first part of the Mishnah is the Rabbis, the second part of the Mishnah is Reb Meir. Ravacha bar Adam Asni, Lo Besefa, Chomish Mailos, Umukila, Kula, Kravonan. Whereas Ravacha bar Adam says, actually, there is an additional step in the, in the, in the last part of the Mishnah, right? When it says that the garments of Amaaretz is, is, is considered Midras, for a, um, for, for a Prussian, there's additionally, for the Prussian is Midras for somebody who's Makbiti, Meister Shani in, 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 in Tyra, and then for Meister Shani, we then go to Truma. So therefore, 
um, there, uh, the entire Mishnah, therefore, is um, the rabbis who do who distinction who distinguish between Hulin and Meiser Sheni. Friends, that was a few tests of Masech Chagigo. Wow, that was a packed off. I mean, that that Amud Beis was like pretty small, but that Amud Aleph took us like basically the whole time. And so, the first part of the daf we talked about that you don't have to have kavana when you are purifying yourself for Hulin. That whether you have kavana, whether you do not have kavana, it works. And Rabbi Allah had an interesting opinion, which is if you go to the mikvah without any particular intention, well then when you leave the mikvah, you can um, have whatever intention you want after the fact. Now we then saw a brisa from which we learned that, but if when you were in the mikvah you did have intention, well then if you still have a foot in the mikvah, you can kind of upgrade your intention as long as you still have your foot in the mikvah. But once you then get out of the mikvah, you're stuck with whatever intention you had when you were in the mikvah. We then saw machlokas between Rabbi Yehuda and the rabbis regarding um, somebody, right? There was an exact mikvah. It was exactly 40 saw. Then Reuven and Shimon both went into the mikvah. So the rabbi said, Shimon is tame. Rabbi Yehuda said that, said that um, Reuven I'm sorry, the rabbi said Shimon is Tameh. Rabbi Yudah says that as long as Ruvain's foot is still in the mikvah, so then Shimon is Tahor. And we had two ways of understanding this machlokas. One is that the machlokas is by Dirabonon, Tumad Dirabonon, but by Tumad Dirabonon, even Rabbi Yudah would admit that um, even if Ruvain's foot is still in the mikvah, it does not work. The other way to understand it is that that specifically, that that, that, that machlokas is even by Tumad Dirabonon, but by Tumad Dirabonon, everyone would agree that if Ruvain still has his foot in the mikvah, then it works for that right, the Shimon is Tahor. And we then asked a question about does, right, we saw Machlokas between Meir and Rabbi Yehuda about do we say good Asik when it comes to the waters of a mikvah and one Nafkamina being, for example, if you have three holes filled with water on a mountain and the middle one is 40 saw is a kosher mikvah and then the top and the bottom ones are not kosher mikvahs. Can we say good asik to say that it's like the kosher one, top one is kosher as well. Rav Meir says yes, and Rav Yehuda says no. Friends, that was the Fiurches of Mesech Chagiga. I hope you enjoyed. Peace out.